Coming up on this week's Planet Japan, we'll tell you all about the big hairy chest controversy and explain why it's not a good idea to get diet advice from your hairdresser. Stay tuned for episode 126, Teeth on a Hot Tin Roof. Direct from Okayama City in the heartland of Japan, it's yet another episode of Planet Japan with Amy and Doug. Join them as they guide you through the wacky and the whimsical, the weird and the wonderful, from everyone's favorite planet, from sea to shining sea. It's time for another exciting adventure. And now, here's Amy and Doug. So, Junko. Yeah. True or false? All right. Japan renamed a town USA, spelled U S A,、mm-hmm. so that they could legitimately stamp their exports made in U S A. True. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's not right. According to our friends over at、uh, Snopes.com, it,、mm-hmm. it is entirely false. Okay. Although there is a town in Japan named USA. I know. Yeah, it's in Kyushu. No, it's in Shikoku. That's what I said. It's in Kyushu. Shikoku in Kochi. I was、Kyushu. there last week. Okay, I'm going to take your word for it. Okay. It's、yeah. in Kochi? Yeah, I was there last week and I saw the sign. It said Made in USA and I was wondering, huh? huh? And then, you saw a sign that said Made in USA? Yeah. Made in USA? Uh huh. Well, actually,、uh, the, the rumor or the popular misconception was that、uh, they renamed this town USA after the war. Is that right? Yeah, because、uh, back in those days, Japan was trying to rev up its manufacturing industry, and they were kind of flooding the world with these kind of real cheap, somewhat shabby manufactured goods.、Hmm. And, and so if you saw, like if, if you were an American back in、uh, the 50s or maybe even 60s, if you saw a, a product and it said made in Japan, you kind of thought, oh, this is you know, not a great、uh, high quality kind of item. Oh. So to kind of get around that, the. The,、uh, this misconception was that this little town had renamed itself USA so they could kind of fake people out, <laughs> make people think it wasn't really a Japanese product. It was a USA product. That's kind of silly. Yeah. But USA has been named that forever.、It's, yeah. They didn't、I、change、see. the name. Okay. And it had, so it had nothing to do with that.、Mm. But it was kind of funny. Yeah. 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 Anyway, of course,、uh, these days,、uh, Japanese products are, don't really have that reputation. Hmm. Yeah. In fact,、uh, a lot of times people prefer the Japanese product over the American product. Take your basic automobile, for example.、Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome everyone to、uh, episode 126 of Planet Japan. I'm Doug DeLong. And I'm Junko Gura. Thanks to Junko for sitting in once again for the absent Amy, <laughs> who is、uh, living up there somewhere in a snow cave in Hokkaido. Oh, yes. Yeah. Watching、yeah. out for the bears. The bears are very dangerous there.、Mm-hmm. You never know when they're going to attack you. Yeah. So I hope she's okay. Yeah, I talked to her last night. Oh, did you? She, she wasn't, you know, watching after the bears, but she was drinking beer. Beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe that's what I heard. Somebody said the bears were dangerous. I thought they. Beer. It's,、oh, it's beer, not bear. No, I、oh, don't think I so. I completely misunderstood. Okay. The beer is dangerous. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, that's, Hokkaido would be a fun place to be in the winter, especially if you're a skier. I know. Yeah. Do you ski? Do I ski?、Uh, I skied one time. Just one time? One time. And that was it? That, that was it. Okay. Yeah. It, it was kind of fun, actually. Yeah. And it was easier than I thought it,、oh. it would be. Uh huh. 
But then there's that whole part of uh, where you kind of fall down and right, and you get wet and snowy and and it's cold too. I know. Yeah, they should have some kind of skiing where it's not cold. That would be a lot more fun. Okay. I don't like to be cold. All right. Yeah. How about you? Do you ski? I used to when I was little. Yeah. Like when I was in elementary school, my parents took us to skiing area. I wasn't good at skiing, so ah, I stopped. So you gave it up. There are plenty of wonderful places to go skiing in Japan. I think so. Yeah, if people yeah. are into skiing, they, they should come to Japan. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Australians are coming to Niseko where Amy is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Australians have overrun the place. Uh-huh. Apparently. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the summer in Australia. That's right. It's hot in Australia. This right. Time of year. Yeah. So <laughs> to escape the the heat, yeah. they come to freezing cold Hokkaido. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we have lots of interesting things to talk about tonight. All right. Per usual. Mm-hmm. So uh, I went to the dentist the other day. Okay. That was exciting. It was fun. I love the dentist. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't. So the the dentist was looking at my X-ray. Uh huh. And uh, he doesn't know much English. Okay. So he just pointed to this tooth and he looked at me and he said. Hopeless. <laughs> he said that? Yeah. He knew that word? He knew that word. Oh, gosh. And I looked at him and I said, well, that's a pretty negative word. I know. <laughs> can't, we be, can't we be a little more positive? And so he looked at the tooth next to it and he looked at me and said, almost hopeless. <laughs> well, that's much better. That's much more you know, positive than hopeless, I guess. <laughs> And? Yeah, so <laughs> th- that conversation is what led directly to the removal of, of, my, oh my uh, of my molar okay. on the upper right side. Okay. So now I have one less tooth in my mouth. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah. it must be. Uh-huh. Are you going back? I'm never going back to that. <laughs> I said, if I'm going to come in here and you're just going to take out my teeth, you know, <sighs> what's the point, really? I could do that at home. I could take out my own teeth. <laughs> when I was a kid, I don't know what they do in Japan, but when I was a kid, they would tie a, a string around a tooth that's about ready to come out, uh-huh. tie the other end of the door, and then slam the door. Right. Did that happen to you? Uh-uh. That's child abuse, in my opinion. I think so, too. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really appreciate that. No, I didn't either. <laughs> kind of a primitive dental practice, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they, do they have the tooth fairy in Japan? <laughs> no. You put the tooth under the pillow, and, and you get money? <laughs> really? <laughs> There's no tooth fairy in Japan? No. I thought there was. There must be. Uh, not in my house. Oh, well, yeah, not in your house because you're cheap. Well, you don't want to give the kid any money. I didn't get any money from my parents either. Really? No. So if a tooth came out, you just put, throw it, in, it, down put it in the garbage? Throw it up on the roof. On the roof? Yeah. For good luck? Yeah. Well, really? Is that mm-hmm. a tradition? Mm-hmm. You throw your tooth on the roof? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting tradition. Yeah, I think so. So there, if, if I was to go up on your roof, I'd see a bunch of old teeth up there? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Really? Yeah. Oh, that sounds horrifying. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's, uh, that's my yeah. dentist story. Oh, gosh. And you're <laughs> not going back? Who knows? Stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> Before long, I may have no teeth at all. Oh, gosh. Good luck. Thank you. Uh, did you know, uh, I guess you do, because I informed you about it, uh-huh. that uh, Planet Japan, everyone's favorite podcast, is the winner of the coveted Ichiban Award. Ichiban means number one. Yeah, I'm number one. Right on! 
at uh, japanpodcasters.com. Wow! Now, apparently, um, we're not the only podcast in Japan. Of course not. No, I thought we were. I was surprised to find that there are other people also podcasting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought we were the only one. Uh-uh. Really? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Be realistic. Be realistic, for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, there are, there are many wonderful podcasts out mm-hmm. there yeah. about uh, Japan and, and from Japan and in English. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of uh, Japanese podcasts, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the, um, the, the great thing about the podcast in Japan is that, that each one has a kind of a different style. Sure. A different way of doing things, and uh, uh, their, their outlook on things is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. What uh, our friend Dan Savage has done is he's put together this wonderful new site to kind of help promote all of these uh, all of these Japan related podcasts. Is that right? Yeah, and he's given out these awards. Actually, uh, what he did is he went to uh, to Norway. He talked to the Nobel Committee there. He got their opinion on uh, on these Japan podcasts. The Nobel Committee voted on which ones they liked, and so the Ichiban Award comes directly from the Nobel Committee. You're kidding? No, really. In, Are you uh, sure? Yeah, in Norway. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Today's not my birthday, is it? No? What do you mean? April Fool's Day. Oh, your birthday's on April Fool's. Yeah. It's not. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> it's not April Fool's. Are you sure? Yeah, well, the Nobel Committee, yeah, they, you know, they're, they're not busy this time of year. <laughs> oh, I see. So Dan just called him up and said, would you mind kind of taking a listen to these uh, podcasts? Tell me what you like and what you, you know, you're not crazy about. And they did, and, and that's how we got the Ichiban Award. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I could be wrong. I know. You're a good liar. <laughs> I almost believed you. Well, there you go. You'll believe anything. Uh, because you're gullible. I know. I am. Did you ever read Gullible's Travels? <laughs> no. Oh, wait, that's Gulliver. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, a diff- I know. that's a whole different thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, these are awards that, uh, that Dan himself uh-huh. awarded to his favorite uh, podcast, the ones he, he thought were deserving of, of such praise. All right. And, you know. So we're deeply honored to of be the course. recipient of the very first Ichiban Award. Mm-hmm. Now, if we don't get the Ichiban Award next year, you know, that'll be very disappointing. Yeah. If we don't get it every year, then uh, we're going to have to uh, take steps. That's <laughs> yeah. all I'm saying. Sure. Yeah. We're going to have to file complaints. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Against who? Against uh, uh, the, the, Dan? Webs- the website and Dan himself. Oh, gosh. We'll, no. take, we'll take his ass to court. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> we might have to. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, the, the site is great because uh, it allows people who are interested in these podcasts. And, you know, let's face it, all of these podcasts are kind of drawing from the same audience. Hmm. You know, our audience is mostly from the U.S. Uh, the second uh, biggest number is probably from Japan. Mm-hmm. And then we have plenty of uh, listeners in uh, Europe and other parts of Asia and so forth. Russia. Uruguay. Sure. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Australia. There you go. So uh, it's a great place for the listener who's, who's interested in Japan to, to find all of these podcasts in one place, find out uh, what kind of podcast they are with links to the sites, and it's all very convenient for the listener. Yes, it is. And it's great for the podcasters because it provides plenty of uh, promotion for yeah. us. Dan is kind of going out of his way to try to uh, go to some of these uh, mainstream media sources and provide even you know more exposure and, and promotion for us. Mm-hmm. So it's great. We, w- we want to say thank you to Dan. Yeah. 
So I uh, recently had a chance to talk to Dan Savage, and I asked him how the idea for the site got started. The origins of it date back about two and a half years ago when I was first discovering podcasting. I found myself digging really, really deeply into the Japan podcasting world, trying to find every single podcast, every single episode, any show that had any Japan content in it. I asked myself, is there anything productive I could do with this huge investment of time in this new hobby? And that's when I started thinking about the fact that there are probably other people out there having the same problems that I was having, and that I still have to this day, in finding shows that I want to listen to. So I thought there could really be a need for this, and I made a decision to move forward with the concept. And sure enough, January 1st, we launched and japanpodcasters.com is online, waiting for you to check out whenever you have time. I hope you enjoy it. When you go to the site, I hope it comes across that I'm trying to be very fair and objective. And I've tried to put a positive spin on everything I possibly can, because who knows what somebody's going to like. And as far as the awards go, who am I to give out awards? But I think it will help for new arrivals to this listener base, because this way... I can sort of help push them in a direction where we've got a really good chance of them hearing something that's going to charm them and draw them in. But if we can just get everybody to kind of get a good first reaction and, you know, maybe we can achieve a, a little rising of the tide, so to speak, in this community. And that might help all the vessels just a little. Who knows? So that was my uh, intention. I just want everybody to know that, that I, I really want to try to keep everything positive. And, and when I do uh, introduce a little bit of interactivity to the site, I want you guys to try to be positive, too, because there's nothing to be gained from tearing people down here, I don't think. And that was Dan Savage, the uh, creator of JapanPodcasters.com. Thanks very much to Dan, and when you get a chance, go ahead and check it out, JapanPodcasters.com. So you like hairy chests Um. on a man? Hmm. How about how about women? Do you like hairy chests on a woman? No, I no, don't. definitely not on a woman, but no. on a man. Yeah, you think it's kind of sexy? I think so. Your husband has a hairy chest? Uh uh-uh. uh No, most no. Japanese men don't don't have, have hairy chests. No, right? No, which makes it very interesting that this uh, controversy has erupted over in uh, Iwate Prefecture. Yeah, up north about the poster. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A big poster that uh, this company designed, and they were going to put it into the train stations in the area to advertise the local naked festival, mm-hmm. which is coming soon. Right. Yeah. There's, in fact, there's a big naked festival here in uh, Japan next uh, month, too. Here in Okayama. Here in Okayama. That's right. Yeah. It's a very big one. Uh-huh. So this is a different one, but it's over in Iwate, and they, were, they had this poster of a big, hairy guy. Right. Big, hairy chest, and uh, some naked men uh, kind of in the background. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, the train company, J.R. East... Rejected the poster. <laughs> they said they think women will find it offensive and it's a form of sexual harassment. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Now, part of their uh, objection, I guess, was to the fact that the men in the background were indeed completely naked. Wow. So they photoshopped them and put a little uh, fundoshi or loincloth on them. <laughs> and, and they thought that would be more acceptable. I see. But they still rejected it. They said, no, we don't like the, the naked men, we don't like the hairy chest. <laughs> we just think women are going to get upset and, uh, you know, maybe they're worried about getting sued or something. I don't know. It was huh. silly. So they said, uh, forget it. You can't put it in our train stations. That's too bad. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. 
the company did say they will distribute them in other places right. around the area, but not in the train stations. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'll put the poster on the website at planetjapan.org. People can decide for themselves if they feel like they are indeed being sexually harassed. Hmm. What it looks like to me is just a big kind of werewolf kind of guy. Right, yeah. He's kind of howling at the moon, and he's got this big hairy chest. Right. So according to the uh, Sunday Mayanichi magazine, attitudes in Japan have not really changed all that much about uh, hairy chest. 20% of women in their 30s believe that uh, chest hair is a turnoff. They don't like it, Hmm. which means that 80% think it's kind of cool. On the other hand, uh, if they were given a choice, 70% of the women who were surveyed said that armpit hair on a man was the most repulsive kind of hair. Hmm. Given a choice between chest, legs, or armpits. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm glad somebody is studying this, though. Yeah. It's good to know that somebody is making use of their valuable time <laughs> to find out what kind of hair women like yeah. in Japan. Yeah. Now, I've noticed you almost never see a Japanese guy with facial hair. I don't remember any of my coworkers having mustache or yeah it's unusual to see uh, a japanese guy with right a beard or a mustache i think so yeah yeah which is too bad because uh, i know it gives them kind of a i i think what it does is when you see one it, it, you think oh that guy's a, a rebel Mm-hmm. he's a troublemaker <laughs> maybe i don't know so anyway good luck to our hairy poster makers <laughs> it's too bad that they have to fight about things like this i know you know? Yeah. I mean, But on. I heard it's becoming more like a collector's item. Oh, the posters? Yeah. How so? Well, a lot of people are calling in and, you know, asking for a poster. Oh, really? Yeah, for their home. The banned poster. Yeah. <laughs> the forbidden poster. Right. <laughs> I bet it's on auction site. I'll bet you can get a lot of money for it. Yeah, oh, I think sure. so. Well, there you go. This uh, story about the poster came from a very interesting part of the... Um, of the Mayanichi newspaper online. Okay. Uh-huh. It's called the YY All right. section, which in Japanese means... It's like, you know, getting crazy. Getting or, crazy, yeah. having a party. Uh-huh, something like that. Getting naked and, and dancing on the tables. And yeah. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you. Like me? Mm-hmm. I would never do such a thing. All right. Okay. So um, it's called the YY section, mm-hmm. and we'll put a link on the... Uh, on the website so people can find it. Sure. But one of one of the fun things about the YY is that they love to use alliteration in their headlines for their stories. What is it? Alliteration. Alliteration. Okay. Yeah. Alliteration just means using one letter over and over in a piece of writing. Okay. It could be a headline or a story or whatever. For example, you know, last week uh, mm-hmm. we talked about the masturbating Mormons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would okay. be a kind of alliteration. Oh, I see. You could even like maybe uh, make a headline if you wanted to relate it to Mitt Romney, or everybody's favorite Mormon, and maybe you could have a headline like, uh, Masturbating Mormons Make Mitt Mad. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That would be a good example of sure. alliteration. Yeah, that was very good. Yeah, I got some examples from the YY of some of their alliterative headlines. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> For example, Tortured by Temptation, Turned On Teacher Traps Untainted Teen. Lots of T's. Yeah, now I'd want to read that. Hmm. That makes me want to go there and read it. Okay. Yeah. Campus confidential. Coeds collect currency conducting extracurricular coitus. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to read that one too. Okay. Sounds good. Mighty maggots face gross gangrene and medicines clash of the creepy. <laughs> Lots of M's and C's and G's. 
Doll's diddling in dentist's chair keeps male patients coming back for more. Hmm. That's intriguing. Yeah. You got to go read that. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. So there you go. From the YY. Mm. Good job. <laughs> Alliteration. Now, when I was looking at those, it reminded me, it took me back to a day long ago, 1982. That's be, a long time ago. It was, it was a while ago, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I uh, submitted one of my first pieces of public writing. Wow. In the form of a letter to the editor. Uh-huh. <laughs> in my hometown newspaper in Greeley, Colorado. Wow. The Greeley Tribune. Uh-huh. And I, I was all worked up hmm. about uh, something that was happening in regard to the moral majority, the organization of the late not-so-great Jerry Falwell, who organized uh, this big organization of people who didn't like smutty things. Hmm. And I guess there was a, they were kind of going after a bakery, uh, kind of a, one of these erotic bakeries where you can buy, you know, cake in the, in the form of... Uh, women's of, uh, breasts. Women's breasts. Headlights. Hmm. Winnebago's. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I see. That kind of thing. Right. They didn't like it. No. They were trying to run them out of, out of town or on a rail or, you know, shut them down. Hmm. So I thought, well, this isn't fair because everybody enjoys a, a fine piece of erotic, you know, Right. Baked goods. It's a joke. It's fun. Yeah. So I wrote a letter to the editor. I wanted to practice my alliteration. Oh, I see. Yeah. That so was your intention. I dug through my old files. Uh-huh. And found the <laughs> and article. Found it. Amazingly enough, I keep everything. Wow. Yeah. I'm a pack rat. Mm-hmm. And so this is what my letter said. Okay. Well, thank God the moral majority is finally trying to do something about one of the greatest menaces in our society today, obscene cookies. <laughs> Why, if we allow people to eat smutty cookies before you know it, they'll be licking lewd lollipops and crunching hardcore candy. Hmm. <laughs> There's your alliteration. Oh, yeah. yeah. Imagine if you can, these fiendish bakers turning mom's apple pie into just another pornographic pastry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I was right there with the moral majority. You got to shut these people down before they corrupt American society completely. Hmm. Smutty cookies. You can't have that. No? No. That's too bad. So there you go. 1982. Wow. You were probably just a baby then. 25 years ago, I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were not a baby in 1982. No, I wasn't. No. I was a teenager. Don't try to fool me. I know. Well, you know, um, I started a new group over at Facebook, as right. you know. Would yeah. you like to explain what that is? The Facebook The, the Facebook group? group, yeah. It's called Planet Japan Believers. That's right. Right. Mm -hmm. We have how many members? You know? uh, we have 33 members at the 33 moment. 33 members, including me That's and right. Doug. Uh -huh. and it's a group where uh, Planet Japan listeners got together. That's right. And we introduced ourselves on a wall. and It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I started a little forum there. People mm -hmm. can talk about different things. Right. And what I did is I kind of set it up as a religious organization. That's why it's called Planet Japan Believers. Believers. Because we believe in Planet Japan. We believe in Planet Japan. We believe. We that, believe? That's right. We believe that Planet Japan is the only way to salvation. Oh, I see. Only people who believe in Planet Japan will go to heaven. Oh, I see. Then I can go. Everyone to else heaven. headed straight to hell. Oh, gosh. That's just the way it is. I see. And we, we even have our own holy book. Is that right? Yeah. It's called <laughs> <laughs> The Planet Japan 
Holy Book. Oh. That's the name of it. All right. It's like a Bible, but it's you know, different. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, if you haven't joined up, we would invite you to join. Sure. We'll put a link on the uh, website. Invite your friends, too. Oh, yeah. That's the thing about Facebook. Everybody's got tons of friends. It's time for Dick of the Week. Oh, I love Dick of the Week. <laughs> you know, the thing about Dick of the Week is it's just so hard to choose from. There's so many dicks yeah, out there. It's hard to choose, you know, the the most dickish one. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I think we found one this week. Okay. Yeah. Japanese guy. All right. His name is um, Hidenori Seizaki. Hmm. He's 37 years old and he uh, runs a beauty salon up there in uh, Sendai. Okay. Yeah. What kind of beauty salon? Just your basic run-of-the-mill beauty salon. Oh. Yeah. Recently, he was arrested, though, by the police. Uh-oh. Gave an illegal haircut. Illegal haircut. <laughs> okay. Well, kind of. What happened is um, one of his customers, a 27-year-old woman, I guess she was there to, to get her hair, you know, whatever. And I guess they got to talking about different kinds of diets and stuff. Right. And he told her about his uh, ear pressure point diet. Oh, I see. Something uh, maybe he he knew about or came up with. Uh-huh. And uh, he explained to her that in order for this diet to work, first she would have to take off all her clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and? And she said, well, okay, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she took off all her clothes, and then he, he performed what they called indecent acts, <laughs> such as fondling her breasts. Oh. Yeah. Well, I guess the breasts are connected to the pressure points in your ears. You think? I think so. Okay. So I don't think it was just for fun. I think he had a legitimate reason. Mm. It was all part of the, the diet thing. Oh. You see. Come on. Uh, the police didn't see it that way. He was arrested for what they called quasi-indecent assault. Quasi? <laughs> quasi. Almost? It's not 100%. Oh. Uh, indecent, just uh, kind of indecent. I see. I guess. Kind of I've never indecent. I've heard, never heard that. Mm. Quasi-indecent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, apparently she was not the first woman to complain about this guy. So <laughs> he's in a world of hurt now. You have to wonder, though, about this woman. Uh, yeah, she is a dickhead yeah, of the week. How stupid do you have to be Yeah. to go, oh, take off my clothes? Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I could do that. Hello. Ah. Okay. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Hidenori is our Dick of the Week. Congratulations. Yeah. You'll get your uh, certificate in the mail soon. You know, due to popular demand, mm-hmm. we have brought back Nihongo Agogo. <laughs> yeah. In our attempt, our public service attempt to educate people as to... Uh, how to use Japanese in the most efficient way. Efficient way. Uh, this week we're going to talk a little bit a little bit about kissing. Okay. Yeah. It's a very important part of life. Oh, yeah? Yeah. If you don't know how to kiss, <laughs> you know, you're, you're a loser. Maybe. I think so. Okay. Yeah. And people aren't going to like you very much. No? If you can't kiss. All right. Yeah. And if you're with a Japanese woman, you know, there are certain things you want to be able to, to say to her in Japanese. Yeah. To make sure she understands. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm going to give you the English, and then you'll, you'll give us the Japanese. Okay. And people will uh, file it away in their memory banks. Okay. The first one is just a straightforward, kiss me. Kiss Slowly. Kiss 
Kisushite. Uh-huh. Okay. Easy yeah. enough. Yeah. Kiss me. Okay. How about kiss me deeply? I guess that would be like a French kiss, perhaps. Oh. Yeah. Oishi kisushite. There you go. Oishi kisushite. <laughs> Now, oishi、uh, usually means delicious. Delicious. So I guess this is another way to use it. Hmm. Yeah. I guess, you know, kissing is delicious. Hmm. Okay. It's just like, you know, eating ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So,、right. oishi kisushite means kiss me deeply. Is that new for you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. But you're Japanese. Yeah. Maybe you don't kiss enough. I don't kiss deeply. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my problem. Okay. I like kissing you. Anata ni kisu suru no ga suki. But that's the way a woman would say it. A, a guy would say, Kimi ni kisu suru no ga suki. Okay. So it's the same except for anata ni versus kimi ni. Kimi ni.、Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. men and women don't always use the same Japanese. No. Okay. Now you might want to compliment your partner and say, You're a good kisser. Kisu ga jozu ne. One more time, slowly. Kisu ga jozu ne. Kisu ga jozu ne.、Mm. You're a good kisser.、Mm-hmm. You're skillful at kissing. Yeah. And finally, your lips are so soft. Anata no kuchibiru yawarakai wa ne. Now that's the same、uh, kind of thing with the man, man and woman difference, right? Yeah. Anata no? Anata no. Kimi no. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, there you go. That's everything you, you need to know about kissing. About kissing Japanese, in Japan. Japanese people in Japan. And it's good to know that Japanese people enjoy kissing.、Mm. Yeah. Which makes you kind of wonder、uh, why is the birth rate declining in this country? I have no idea. Maybe we need to be doing more kissing. Probably. Yeah. Because, as you know, kissing oftentimes leads to you know, the hard stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff that、uh, makes babies. <laughs> right. Sure. Sure. <laughs> okay, well, that's it. That's、uh, this week's Nihongo Agogo. Uh huh. It's a gong gone. Yeah. Yeah. It went, went. Well, you know what?、Uh, I think it's probably time to go. All right. Because we, you know, we have better things to do than just sit here and, and chit chat. Yeah. You know, we have, we have lives to lead. Oh, sure. We yeah. Have, we have things to do, people <laughs> to see, and places to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. So,、uh, people, of course, can.、Uh, Listen to the show and check out all the show notes, the fun show notes over at planetjapan.org, or they can send us a message to planetjapan07 at gmail.com. And we'll close out the show tonight with a great tune from one of our favorite singers, David Ippolito, that guitar man from Central Park. We're going to mix a little bit of religion and politics in a great song called Jesus Land. And make sure you check out the video in the show notes at planetjapan.org. And of course, it's courtesy of. The Podsafe Music Network at music.poncho.com. We want to thank everyone for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Junko. We'll see you next time. <laughs> bye. Bye bye. I'm a new breed of American with quite a lot to say. As patriotic and religious as you get. I'm a brand new kind of Christian in the good old USA. And you don't know what to make of me quite yet. Liberal folks are just too analytical. You're called the intellectual elite. <laughs> you like to use big words like hypocritical. Just because my words and actions hardly meet. <laughs> well, welcome to Jesus Land. Where we made George Bush the president, and 
now we can command that the people of this country live exactly as we planned. Welcome to Jesus land. Just look on any dollar bill. It says in God we trust. So we ask his help in everything we do. Now we got freedom of religion. I reckon that means that we must tolerate the atheist and Jew. But Jesus is the man and our salvation. And every war we wage is in his name. We think his Bible should be taught in every nation. And we'll bomb anyone who doesn't feel the same. Welcome to Jesus' land. Where we all love that neighbor if that neighbors understand. We won't let too many Mexicans across the Rio Grande. Welcome to Jesus' land. Now W's a married man and Laura is his wife. Of their family values and beliefs we sing. They oppose a woman's right to choose because they're both pro-life. An execution, well that's another thing. George goes to church where he'll sing from his hymnal. Cause Jesus once protected him from harm. But if you're a convicted death row criminal, he's been known to stick a needle in your arm. Welcome to Jesus land. Where that Moses guy says, try to pry this rifle from my hand. The Prince of Peace don't want my AK-47 to be banned. Welcome to Jesus land. Rush Limbaugh is the people's voice, because we sure like to listen. He's a moral and a real straight-talking guy. Who says, crack-smoking addicts should all go straight to prison. We don't care that when he said it, he was high. O'Reilly is another moral beacon. That married man got no spin in his zone. He's always right, politically speaking. Once he's finished talking dirty on the phone. Shut up! Welcome to Jesus' land. Where we see the Lord in every Walmart, Sears, and Disneyland. And where some may turn the other cheek, we draw lines in the sand. Welcome to Jesus' land. Yeah, in Jesus' land, everyone knows better. But it's not a place you liberal folks can find. You see, it's not a state that's red or even redder. Now, Jesus' land is just a state of mind. Jesus' land is here to stay. Don't judge me by the way I live, just live by what I say. It's Jesus' will to build a neo-Christian USA. Welcome to Jesus' land. Welcome to Jesus' land. Tarman.com